Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat, and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out, see their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. Christian Parenting. Before we dive into today's conversation, I just wanted to tell you about something very special that is coming up related to, are you ready for this? Christmas time. Anybody else like me out there already pumping the Christmas music and getting excited? I confess I'm a Christmas geek, but whether you look forward to it or dread it, the Christmas season is coming. And here's the deal. Christmas time doesn't have to be an exhausting survival mode time of year. It can be a season of renewal as we anticipate the birth and celebration of Jesus Christ. Now, we're going to be talking more about Christmas and ways to simplify and enjoy the season as it gets a little closer. But I wanted to tell you ahead of time so that you can prepare by using the new Christian Parenting Resource which is called Read, Ask, Go. This is an interactive Advent devotional for the whole family, and we'd love to put one in your hands today. So this is created to be used from December 1st through the 25th. Again, it's called Read, Ask, Go, and it's a devotional experience that gives your family dedicated time each day to the Advent season to read scripture, ask some questions, and go serve your family, neighbors, and the world. So if you're looking for a way to push the easy button on a meaningful spiritual resource for your family, don't put it off. Get going on it now, and you can do that by going over to cpadvent.org. Again, the letters cpadvent.org, and you can get your hands on the Read, Ask, Go devotional experience before they're gone. All right, you're going to blink, and it's going to be December. So wanted to give you this heads up in advance. I can't wait to go through this new devotional with my family this year, and I think you'll love it too. Aloha, friends. Welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, podcast host and author of Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. Here on the podcast, it's my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Well, the Bible says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. And I've always loved that. I've loved that because Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah, and he invites us into this life of adventure. And I think, you know, when you're hurting, you feel it's tempting to feel like a victim, like your power has been taken away from you. I didn't choose this. Why did my grandma die? Why did my parents get divorced? Why is school so hard? Why am I getting bullied? You know what? I, I remember middle school being 
no friends, having the lunch table be the longest hour in the in the imaginable, no one to sit with. Those times are hard. And I think when you feel like your power's been taken away from you, it's so empowering to know in that pain that God meets you. In that pain, God, God wants to give you strength. Aloha, friends, and welcome back to the Boy Mom Podcast. So happy to have you here with me today and really excited to share this interview. You are just listening to a short clip from today's guest, which is bestselling author and Pastor Levi Lusco. Now, many of you are probably already familiar with Pastor Levi. He is kind of crushing it. He's got like churches all over the place. You'll get to hear him talk about that, but he's also written many books. He and his wife do a podcast together that I really have enjoyed listening to, and I'll be linking to all of that. But more recently, he wrote his first children's book, which is a devotional. Now, I know that a whole lot of you are always looking for devotionals for your boys and Levi, my Levi, so I'm interviewing Levi, my 11-year-old Levi has been doing Levi Lusco's new devotional called Roar Like a Lion, 90 Devotions to a Courageous Faith. And we are really enjoying it. Now, I think it's targeting more the 5 to 10-year-old range, somewhere in there, but I'm going to say 11, 12-year-olds would enjoy this absolutely, and parents will enjoy it too. It's beautifully illustrated, but it's also got some fun features we'll talk about today. But I wanted to bring Levi on to talk talk about this devotional and also just to get to know him better. And I'm just going to confess right here, when I have a pastor, a busy guy who's writing best-selling books and doing all kinds of important things, I always wonder if I'm going to feel like they're in a hurry, like they've got bigger things to do than to talk to me. So I kind of come in a little bit shy or nervous, but I just had so much fun talking with Pastor Levi. He was so chill and so easy to talk to, and I can just tell I would love hanging with his family. So I truly do hope they get back to Hawaii and we can all hang out because I can tell he's just a super real guy. And so I hope you enjoy just getting to know him and hearing a little about his family, kind of what led him to write this devotional. And part of that story is that Levi and his wife have lost a daughter. And so that is a rough story, but God has also used that in some special ways. And so now they have a few daughters and one son. And I just have a lot of respect for um, everything that he does. So I'm not going to say much more. I hope you can, you know, pour yourself a cup of coffee or if you're driving, just imagine that you're sitting with us, kicking back, having a fun chat, getting to know this great man and hearing about a devotional that maybe would be a blessing to you and your kids or someone you know. It'd be a great Christmas gift. It's really, really beautiful. So I'll have a few final words to say at the end, but thanks for being here, guys, and hope you enjoy this conversation about helping our kids develop a career courageous faith. Enjoy. Well, aloha, Pastor Levi. Welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. Oh, mahalo for having me. Thank you so much. <laughs> totally. And not that it's a requirement to be on the podcast, but you are a boy dad. So before we dive in, tell us about your family, where you are, and just a little about yourself. Yeah. So my wife, Jenny, and I have uh, altogether five kids. Uh, the first four we had were girl, 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 girl. And we never, ever uh, thought we were going to have a boy just because it seemed like we were incapable of producing anything but extraordinary, strong, beautiful girls. And we were okay with that. And we had just resigned ourselves to just, we'll have sons-in-law one day and, you know, and then God surprised yeah. us with a little boy four years ago who is just a, a gift of a gift of epic proportions to our family. He does have five moms, of course, uh, but he <laughs> totally. Yeah, so that's it. Uh, and it was a miracle thing because 
um, the way God and his providence had arranged it after our fourth girl, we were, we called the show. We were about to, you know, uh, make it to where we were not going to have more children without elaborating on that. And <laughs> literally two weeks before that appointment, uh, my daughter Linya went to heaven. Our daughter Linya, who was five at the time, passed away of an asthma attack. And what was crazy was obviously we didn't make that appointment. We canceled the, the procedure. And, and for a while, we just were waiting to, we just, it was one of those things you just needed to go do and never did. And then a year later, mm -hmm. that's when mm -hmm. God surprised us with this little boy. So we think about that a lot because without Linya going home, there's no, by our understanding, way she, he would be here. And so it's this almost gift totally. that she gave of him coming into wow. the family through through her departure. Wow. Incredible. You guys have been through a lot, but I do love that beautiful part of the story. Well, they're linked up too. And so we took her initials and gave him, gave them to him. So her name was oh my goodness. Avery Lesko. So we just knew we wanted him to be LAL to honor her. And so uh, we picked Lennox Alexander Lesko. And then the cool thing too, is like out of all of our kids, they sound the most the same there. He has this little raspy voice that she had. And then also they're both the most naughty kids we ever had. So this <laughs> awesome and energetic and compassionate and sweet, but then just really very naughty, wild, you know? Yeah. yeah. You'll have some fun conversations in heaven, I think. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Oh, wow. That is incredible. Well, I love that story. And also fill us in now on where you are and kind of what your church looks like, because I just think it's super cool and so different from my world. So, Well, pretty soon we're going to quit and move to Hawaii. So you'll be seeing a lot of us. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, we do love Hawaii, though. Actually, it's a very special place for us because uh, we the only, um, so we we've, the year before Lenny went to heaven, we took a trip to Oahu and stayed in Waikiki and visited the North Shore and had Matsumoto shave ice and all the rest. It was amazing. Dude, my neighborhood. And we went wow. to Sea Life Park and uh, got to see the dolphins and all that stuff. So that was so special. And so the next year we, we went to Hawaii again. And then for, for every year before COVID, we would take a family trip to Hawaii and it just it was part of our healing was feeling like we were in paradise, which is what Jesus said heaven is. And I feel like when you're in Hawaii, not sitting in traffic, but that, cause that can be real. But, yeah. 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 You Thank know, you. when you feel right. just, there's something about that place that to me connects, connects us as a family to heaven. Mm, I love that. And I, even after being here 20 years now, I do think there is something and we just, it's mango season right now. So we've been getting some fresh mango and I'm like, I just think this is like what the garden of Eden was like, like just there's something so yeah. Paradise. Like, so I'm still grateful. Well, next time you come over, got to be in touch. We'd love to um, connect on the North shore, have my son give you guys surf lessons. Maybe you surf. Do you surf? I do not well. I surf. I do try though. When we were, right. we usually go. All a right. friend of mine does the paddleboard surfing, so we do that with him a lot. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah that counts. That's what I prefer. But but maybe get the kids out on a board with my boys. That'd, That'd be, be awesome. Fun. Yes. Okay. But now you're far from Hawaii. Yes. I guess we got off on a sidetrack. <laughs> yes, we live in Montana, which is pretty much it the happens. fuller opposite of Hawaii. Uh, we live in the mountains. But it's beautiful. We love it. We love it. We hike, we camp, we fish, we do all those outdoor things. And 
We love, we, we most importantly love our church, Fresh Life Church, which we started here 15 years ago almost, uh, and the community of faith around that and people we get to serve God with. It's just, it's a wonderful place and God's doing a wonderful work. Right. And now that church extends through many states. Give us a little picture of that. Tell people where, and at the end, we're going to link to every, where people can find you, but where, how does it work? Yep. So we started in Kalispell, Montana, which is 60 miles from the Canadian border, Northwest Montana. And it grew and we added, we added another site. And now we have sites all across Montana, but then we also are in Salt Lake City, Utah, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and Portland, Incredible. Oregon. Wow. Yeah. Well, my husband's from McMinnville, Oregon. So we he went to medical school in Portland before we lived here. So I was just there um, visiting for a quick trip. And Portland needs more of you, I think. <laughs> well, that church is a vibrant church because out of all of our cities that we're in, Portland suffered the most in the pandemic as far as just the city being torn apart and obviously still very beat up and very you know destroyed. And And yet, I would say... The people at our Portland church, I have been impressed by just the magnanimousness and the sweet spirit and just bat we're here hearing baptism stories every week, God saving people and incredible. It's just been incredible to watch. Wow, that is so encouraging. I love to hear that. Because yeah, I was a little bummed after seeing downtown Portland. I was like, whoa, things have changed. War zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But God can do anything through his people. So I love that. Well, you've like written a bunch of books. Uh, before we hit record, I told you I've been listening to your podcast. I love listening to you and your wife together. So we're going to have to put links in where people can catch up and people can tune into your church wherever they are, because that's the world we live in now, right? So we will be linking to all that. But today we get to talk about something new that I wish everyone could see. Someday I'm going to record these podcasts on video because I'm holding up your book that has such a stunning cover. This is your first children's book, right? It's a devotional called Roar Like a Lion, 90 Devotions to a Courageous Faith. Just really excited about this. People reach out a lot to ask me for suggestions on good devotions, good devotionals for boys, different ages. And there's there's a few out there that we've used and I've recommended, but Honestly, a lot of the time I'm like, I just don't know. Somebody needs to write more. So thank you. And tell us what made you do this. You write for adults. You speak to adults. What what led you to this? Well, this book specifically uh, was a was a passion project because, you know, the story of our family with loss and grief. We were desperate for resources that would help us make sense of the grief. And so I ended up. I mean, I read a lot of great books. There's a lot of good grieving books out there, but I did not find the book I wanted. And so I wrote it. And I've heard that's how you should write. You should try and write the book that you can't find, but you want to read. And um, it's kind of like the whole, like if there's a hole in what, what's been created, maybe you're meant to create mm-hmm, it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I did when I wrote my first book, Through the Eyes of a Lion. I wanted a grief book that wouldn't just tell me it was going to be okay, but it was going to tell me that God can help me make the devil pay. Like I can do something you know, like that would, uh, redeem the hard thing. And, um, so that's that book, but it all kind of started where we were trying to explain hard stuff, death, loss, all of those things to our kids. And I would try and tell the Bible to them, but I would always translate it in a way that would keep their in, in, entertain them as well. Cause you have to, if you start reading out of your Bible, your kids just bolt Mm -hmm. or just start going Mm -hmm. crazy and jump on Mm -hmm. the furniture. So I would always try and like, 
retell it in my own words and keep them engaged and act stuff out and give them little assignments and, and, and bring in quirky stuff from history. And Jenny told me like, you should do, put this out there because other parents will be able to benefit from it. So we started keeping track of what Bible stories I would teach them. And so that's kind of the genesis of it. Wow. And do we ever need encouragement for kids? If they haven't gone through something in their own family, then just looking around, I think everybody out there is is going through something right now. And so what a great time to have this book. In God's wisdom. I mean, we started working on this several years ago because you, as you probably know, there's kids books. The publishing industry already operates on a lag, but the kids one is even slower. So, I mean, that was years ago, 2018, we were having conversations. I mean, just, and, and, and working back and forth and the, the, the illustrator, Catherine Pearson, who did all the hand drawings throughout the cover and the whole book, she lives in, in, in Lausanne, Switzerland. So we're, oh, we're wow. going back and forth and, you know, basically she would send pencil drawings and we'd make tweaks and then she would do them and then she would color them. So, I mean, it's just, it's been such a long time coming. But I just love that in God's timing, it would come out in time when people are going through hard stuff. Serious. Yeah. You you could not have planned that any better. So, well, I love just right in the opening, the whole idea of roaring like a lion and what how that kind of translates for our kids. Can you talk to us a little about that? Absolutely. We well, the Bible says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. And I've always loved that. I've loved that because Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah and he invites us into this life of adventure. And I think, you know, when you're hurting, you feel it's tempting to feel like a victim, like your power has been taken away from you. I didn't choose this. Why did my grandma die? Why did my parents get divorced? Why is school so hard? Why am I getting bullied? You know what? I, mm -hmm. I remember middle school being no friends, having the lunch table be the longest hour in the, in the imaginable, no one to sit with. Mm -hmm. Those times are yeah. hard. And I think when you feel like your power has been taken away from you, it's so empowering to know in that pain that God meets you. In that pain, God, God wants to give you strength. And you don't have to remain powerless. You can rise up and be as bold as a lion with God's strength mm -hmm. on the inside. And that was what, yeah. for me, I found coming to know God in the end of my eighth grade year going into high school. And it just gave me strength. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping for kids to see that. Totally. And I love it. And you cover quite a few topics, definitely things that kids can relate to now, bullying and insecurity and fear. But I also think kids who are going through good times, it, generally speaking, maybe everything's going okay. But what I believe a book like this does is it kind of gives them that security that when bad times come, because they're going to come for everybody, right? And so I tell my boys, I don't want you to just assume just because things are okay right now, they're always going to be okay. I want you to have um, stored up in you the knowledge that hearing other people's stories, uh, reading scripture, knowing that when those times come, you're going to walk through it and and have the strength. So that's what I love about something like this, whatever season a child is in. So Yeah, that's so good. I've always put it this way. Um, Marriage counseling is, is hopefully premarital counseling. You want to learn about marriage mm. before you're in marriage, mm -hmm. right? Uh, yep. Yep. So why shouldn't grief counseling be before you're in grief? Why shouldn't adversity, like why wait? I, the way I say it is train for the trials you're not yet in. And so exactly. this book is hopefully for the kids who are going to go through hard times, AKA mm -hmm. every human being, that they have these things stored up. Almost like, you know, in the story of Joseph, seven fat cows, then seven lean cows, store up the grain from the good years. So you have something mm -hmm. for the bad years. 
Totally. Love that. And then they're not surprised. And in that moment, when something happens, they're going to reflect and remember something they read in your devotional, something from scripture. That's why I often have my kids read books that are like the old books that talk about kids who went through wartime or, you know, came over to America and life was hard. Cause I'm like, I want you to know that people have been through harder things and they've done okay. So this is such good stuff. Well, Definitely, there's a theme of bravery and confidence throughout it. So I love that. Talk to us about parenting today. I mean, yeah, we're in the middle of a pandemic, but in general, even without the pandemic, what's what's maybe different now? What are some of the things that stand out to you as being bigger challenges or different challenges? Different. Well, yeah, and I love that you said that. You know, about the past. Like, I love to try and remember. This is not the worst thing humanity's gone through. Yes, the pandemic <laughs> right. is bad. But the, everyone loves to be like unprecedented, never before, worst time ever. But in the book, one of the things I talk about is the, the Dust Bowl, the 1930s, mm-hmm. when there was literally mm-hmm. storms of dust 100 feet tall ravaging the country during the Great Depression. So there was a, there is harder times. And people, what I say in the book is everyone made it through those days. They made it through it. And they actually, what the generation that came out of that was called the greatest generation. So Hard times. Yes. Amen. Let's, let's normalize them. Let's put them in their proper mm-hmm. historical context. And then let's, yes, that doesn't mean we're, this isn't bad. It is a rough time, but people have gone through worse and God was faithful. So that being said, you know, the technology, of course, is unique. It's, we've been handed this incredible mm-hmm. curse, a powerful curse in the iPhone. Many, many people are listening to mm-hmm. us on Facebook or on a Spotify. Yeah. That's great. But at the same time, mm-hmm. raising kids, you have the complexity of both mm-hmm. A, we're all distracted as parents because we have these devices, yeah. and B, we're having mm-hmm. to navigate what are we going to do with uh, social media? What are we going to do with screen time? How are we going to prevent them from stumbling across pornography and prepare them, most importantly, how to make good decisions when they are out of our houses? Because we can keep them blocked with our Disney circles and our, you know, alg- whatever, whatever, but then the 20 year old can do whatever they want. So it's more just, mm-hmm. it's, I think it's less how do we hide them from sin and more how to help prepare them to make wise decisions when it comes to blessing and cursing sin and light when it's their own choice. So good. That is that is huge. And that's such a focus now that I have two boys in college. So, and it happens quick. I hate to oh. sound like an old lady, but <laughs> well, believe me, my, my daughter's about to get her driver's license and yeah. just, you, you just go, wow. And so I'm always, like you said, trying to say like, Hey, I don't want to make this decision for you. I want you to, you know, to, to learn to hear from God and to know what do you want this in your life? Do you not want that in your life? Right. So good. I think I heard your daughter and your wife together on a podcast and I was really impressed. Your daughter's so well-spoken. What a mature young lady. I bawled my way through that. That was with Shelly Gabriel, I think. And listening yes, to her talk yes. about her faith, it was just, mm-hmm. I just ran into her yeah. room and just gave her the biggest hug. And she's like, what are you doing, dad? Uh, like, oh, just, <laughs> so amazing. I love that. That is just so beautiful. Well, the book does have some really cool features that keep it interesting, like the get ready to roar section, which is all applications, so important. And then we love the fun facts in the sections called Did You Know? Yeah, whether it's Amelia Earhart or Corey Tinboom or, you know, I am a yep. history buff. I love, love, love okay. history stuff. So, and it's a chance to learn. And I, I also kind of think that there's going to be some parents who are going to be able to utilize this in homeschool curriculum. 
you know, we do uh, for two of our kids, they're, they're educated at home. And so my wife is always looking for resources, whether it's inside a school curriculum or not, that can just be, Hey, this is Bible stuff. This is science stuff. This is history stuff. Totally. Yep. When I went on Amazon and checked this book out, it said for six to 10 year olds, but Levi's 11 and he's getting a lot out of it. So let's give an age range. Well, I would say this, I've, I've been hearing from people who have been reading because obviously I've been given some copies to friends and, you know, influencers like yourself who have had it. I've heard back like young, as young as two and three are actually enjoying being on the couch and looking at the photos. And then, totally. I mean, when we're reading it, my 15 year old, she's not mad. You know what I mean? Like there's some stuff she's not even going to stay around for, but this I feel like is engaging enough and there's this, there's enough whimsy and sense of humor to it. And obviously there's the hidden anchors and stuff. So, Oh yeah, that too. That's fun. Those yeah. are cool. Hidden, hidden pictures are always good for kids. Well, we're big Disneyland people and we love the hidden Mickeys. There's hidden Mickeys all over the park you have to find. And if you look at, oh, there's serious? like a subculture to hidden Mickey. And so that was really? kind of the origin for hidden anchors. Oh, okay. See, I haven't been to, I don't, I don't get off my island too much around here. So I Google didn't even know about the hidden, hidden Mickeys. Mickey and you will find yourself in a dark fantasy land. People, <laughs> they'll, they'll try and Does find everybody where the know about this? Arguably you can find a legend, all the hidden Mickeys in all the parks, and then you can go there and it's like a scavenger hunt. It's kind of a fun Whoa. thing. That would add a good element for my experience. Absolutely. Hidden Mickeys. Well, you've got hidden anchors in this book. Okay. Tell me what your kids have thought about it. Have your daughters read through this as well as your son? Oh yeah. What they, like? well, they were involved in it from day one. From the day I wrote the sample entry, I had Olivia read it and critique it. I said, tell me how this sucks. You know, that was years ago. And then uh, the other kids, they would, I would tell them the, what I was thinking for the name of the devotional. They would, eh, don't call it that. And then when Catherine, the wonderful illustrator would send the pencil drawings back, they would critique them and go, it doesn't look very good. Or this shouldn't be a burrito. Make that sushi. There's one picture where there's a tray of food and it's sushi. <laughs> that was Daisy's ad. Yeah. She loves sushi. Uh, My boys would say the same. Yeah. So um, then, then there's, oh, those bears, there's too skinny. Make the bears fatter. So I would send the notes back to Catherine from the so kids were involved at every level. And now, yes, when they, they help with their back. hands and read it, Clover's like, yeah, I love it, dad. I, I'm, I'm on day 45. You know, it's just awesome. Yay. That must feel so good. Well, I love it. You did a great job. Okay. Before I let you go and we'll tell everybody where they can find the book and find you. I like to end most of these interviews um, with boy moms asking some hashtag boy mom questions. So I decided when I have a man on, I should have specific guy questions, dad questions. So I would love to ask you a couple quick questions. Now you've got one boy, but I'm sure by this age, there's something you can tell me. Uh, I like to ask if there was a moment in time that your son said something, did something, or dragged something in the house that you just thought, I'm a boy dad. This is a boy. Like, what's a moment? <laughs> well, I can tell you a lot of stories. Uh, there was the day he was uh, dragging in the house. Uh, well, <laughs> You live in Montana, so I can imagine. Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> it's every day. A month ago, he peed in all of Clover's shoes in the closet. I don't know why. And I thought, wow, none of my girls ever did that. Uh, he threw a chair at his babysitter. I go, how was he? She goes, he threw a chair at me. I'm like, he threw a chair at her. And then two days ago, we're sitting at the dinner table, and Daisy did something he didn't like. Daisy's 11, and he just punched her in the throat. I'm like, bro, oh, wow, yeah. why did you punch mm -hmm. her in the throat? And he looked at me and goes, I don't know, Dad. And I was like, and I don't think he does. I don't think he thought about it. It was just instinct. He's one big nerve and muscle. 
and, yeah. and getting so snuggly and compassionate, but uh, it is so different than raising girls. My wife and I are like, this yeah. is a different species. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm glad you're getting to experience that. That's so fun. And yet I'm wondering if when he's a teenager, you're going to say maybe he's easy, easier than girls, but we'll see. Maybe. Uh, yeah, girls do hit those teenage years. A challenge. But I love fishing with him. We go out fishing. He'll, he can put the salmon egg on the hook, cast it, reel it, doesn't want me to help him, you know, and it's just, it's been such a delight. And watching my wife's relationship with him, he just, they have a very undeniable connection and it's so, so tender. Well, that leads me to the next question. I wanted to ask you, what is something you would say your wife has unique to offer to your son or just a way that you see her parenting different, maybe in a way that might encourage some of the moms, why boys need their moms? Well, my wife told me that three days ago at bedtime, he told her they're lying in bed, mom, I just want you to divorce dad so you can marry me. And uh, she told me, I was like, bro, we're going to have to have words. Uh, but so, I mean, there's a, there, he, there's a uniqueness. He, he, he's getting yeah. the sense of who he wants to marry from her, from her. And I really do hope he always understands that he can't do better. The bar is so high in his mom. And uh, so I think that's just wonderful that the woman that he's going to look for in this world is, is going to be because of Jenny. And that's an honor for a mom to carry that. And I think the same thing with my three daughters now still on this earth and me. Mm-hmm. And that's that yeah. I'm, I'm the man in their life right now. I love that. That is so cool. And it just gives you that motivation too, to be the man that you want them to be seeking one day, right? And I feel that way, my boys, for sure. Okay, so this one's maybe a little bit of a pastor question. So sorry, I should have warned you. But I do hear from some moms who are a little frustrated because their husbands are not necessarily stepping up to be the spiritual leader their kids need. Maybe the dads aren't reading the Bible and the mom's like, it's always me. Do you have any encouragement for the moms who want to, you know, encourage their husbands to step it up a little in that way? Yeah, that's so great. Well, um, my heart goes out because I know how challenging that can be mm-hmm. to feel like you're mm-hmm. in a rowboat with one oar. But I would mm-hmm. say, you know, that's a good way to not, say it. not to self plug, but whether it's this book or something, maybe resources that make it easy. You know, that's the kind of thing. I was talking to my next door neighbor. He's a police officer. He's like, I try to read the Bible to my kids. I mean, they don't want to listen. And I don't even really understand what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So like, I think for sure. him, that's a harder book. So I can't, I wouldn't give him a copy and say, Hey, I'd love to give this to you. And I, I just was thinking about, now, of course, he's a great dad. I watch him be a dedicated father, but he was just saying frustration we've all felt is that it's hard, especially reading out of the King James. I mean, your four-year-old's not <laughs> going to track with that. Yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. if, if it's finding a resource that does make it easy and, 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 lo- and then praise what you want to see repeated. Nagging never helped anybody, but if he does one thing, that's like a positive thing, praise that, encourage that. It's easier, like if your kid brings a report card home with all all D's and one C, it, you're probably going to stare at all the D's, but you should ask the question, where, what happened with that C? And, and yeah. something's right there. How do we get more of that, right? So I think it's the same thing mm. with, with our spouse. It's like if they're mm. not doing most of the things you want them to do, but they are doing it in one area, that's a bright spot. Focus on that bright spot. And try and praise what you want to see repeated and spread that out into the other things. So that would be my advice. I love that. And I do think having something that you'll enjoy doing together, opening it up, maybe just invite dad to join you. If the mom's reading the devotional, dad, 
hang out, watch, check this out. Yeah. And one thing too, like my wife and I find it like, so like bedtime with Lennox, you know, um, the other kids put themselves to bed pretty well, but like Lennox, it's still very much an involved thing, but like some nights you're tired and you, neither of you want to get up from, you know, whatever you guys are doing and put the child to bed. So it's like, one thing that we do is we split it in half. So it's no one does, it's not like, this is my night. That's your night. Like okay. one of us will do half of it. And we do almost a tag team. So we're both involved. And that's one little thing that helps. That's good. Cause our 11 year old is still challenging in that way. Somehow this youngest one is just, you know, milking the baby thing as long as he can, I think. There you go. <laughs> but I think also just reminding yourself, like your kids are going to be off of college soon. And those little, mm. little moments praying over them are precious, asking God to send angels to protect them. And watching your child drift into sleep is as spiritual of a thing as, as I'm, I've experienced in this world. Wow. That's, that's huge. You're right. I love thinking of it that way. Well, I uh, just love talking to you. And someday I'd love to talk to your wife. I was thinking, dang, we should have had your wife join us for this. Cause you I just think I'd love to meet her. Mom, Jane, let's go on your oh. show. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Well, tell people where they can follow you on social media, what your website is and all that. Yep. So the book uh, is roarlikealionbook.com. And then yeah, just at Levi Lusco on most of the platforms. Uh, that's our YouTube. My wife and I do a podcast together on uh, youtube.com slash Levi Lusco. I just, it was my show first. That's why her name's not in it. But then we, now we're doing it together. And then, yeah, that's all the usual Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. Awesome. And I'll be linking to all those places in the show notes. So everybody go out and get Roar Like a Lion, whatever age your kids are, you're going to love it. It's a great gift as well. Levi, thank you so much for joining us. Truly a privilege to talk to you. Oh, thank you, Monica. It was a lot of fun talking to you too. All right. You take care. Aloha. Aloha. All right, friends, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. And of course, you will find links to everything we talked about and where you can follow Pastor Levi and also get a hold of his awesome new kids devotional, Roar Like a Lion, 90 Devotions to a Courageous Faith. All of that will be over in show notes at monicaswanson.com forward slash episode dash one two nine. Now, I cannot believe it is the end of October, which means November is right around the corner. And we have such a great lineup. November and December are packed with really, really great topics, some awesome interviews, things I know are going to encourage, equip, and inspire you as boy moms. So please continue to spread the word about the Boy Mom Podcast. And real quick, before I close, I just wanted to share a recent review that blessed me. This was by Hannah Yo 314 She titled it, A Boy Mom's Go-To Podcast. Gave the podcast five stars. Thanks so much. And she said, Hands down, Monica Swanson's Boy Mom Podcast is by far my favorite. Aw. As a mom of three boys who are 10, 6, and 1, I find such encouragement in her podcast for each stage that my boys are in. Monica has such a gentle and sweet personality that you can't help but be drawn into it. Her love for Jesus and intentional parenting is evident in each episode. Thank you, Monica, for curating such a well-done podcast. Well, Hannah Yo 314 thank you so much. That means the world to me. And guys, I want you to know I turn to those ratings and reviews for encouragement. I read every one. And so if you leave one, just know it will be so appreciated. Even if you just scroll down on your phone, if you're like, I don't know how to do this, just go to your podcast app, open the Boy Mom Podcast, scroll down. You're going to see five 
five stars if you tap on those. That is great on its own. Or you can type in a few words about what you love most about the Boy Mom Podcast. Okay, so thank you for spreading the word and letting your friends know that we are out here doing this and that they are welcome to be a part of this awesome growing community as well. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, aloha. Aloha. 